The injury bug continues to ravage the Ball Arena locker rooms this season as both the Nuggets and Avalanche are looking at long stretches without their top producers. Following a theme that has been consistent over the course of the last few years of Denver sports, both teams find themselves leaning on depth to stay competitive in the early hours of the season. How can the Avalanche find their groove, especially while missing Nathan McKinnon's dynamic playmaking? Will the Nuggets be able to keep pace with Utah while waiting for Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray to return? This is Mile High Hot Takes. Let's talk about it. Hello there, and welcome into another episode of Mile High Hot Takes. I'm your host, Baylor, joined as always by my co-host, Connor, and today we are talking some Avs and Nuggets. Both teams have been hit with quite a string of injuries and misfortune this season, and uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about what these teams need to do to stay on track. So I guess a good place to start is kind of just talk about who these teams are missing. Um, You know, big, uh, probably the biggest name across both teams that is out is Nathan McKinnon for three weeks. Um, That is luckily not a lot of games because our schedule at the start of the year is very spaced out. But three weeks to be missing your clear-cut best player one of the best players in the league is that's really that's really difficult to deal with um and that's not the only injury that the Avs have um sam gerard exited uh practice um early in the week um for who knows it's not like we it, they give us Hockey's anything very specific they're the very injuries. specific <laughs> wink wink and they also uh get back to you really quickly with uh what the injury is um so not a not a lot of news on sam gerard other than the fact that he left skate before the game uh at ball arena against the canucks um, so Kill this is this is no no this is this is him this is him coming um uh the vancouver canucks game the whole great thing about i've been definitely tweeting about this um we get the announcement that valen shushkin and yeah. and Makar are set to return we got that on monday before the thursday night uh vancouver canucks avs game at home and literally like three hours later, I get a notification that says Nathan McKinnon's being evaluated next day. Nathan oh, McKinnon's out for, for three weeks. Um, uh, cannot have nice things for the avalanche. It's a big bummer. And the past few years have been really tough injuries in general. But for what it's never really been Nathan. Nathan's always been the one guy able to kind of pull forward and he'll miss a couple games here and there he'll get tweaked he'll get rocked because he plays hard and we're people, not missing him no, for but three weeks and especially you know not this early in the season you know nathan is like a workhorse so um those are kind of the big ones for the abs we're getting healthy getting healthy for sure um one more transaction for the avs it's not because of injury more performance uh sampo ranta got sent down to the eagles and he was having a tough start to the year for sure he's got 
great talent. He's a kid. He just needs some, I just think he needs some seasoning in the AHL. Definitely got great, great potential. Um, and then we called up Alex Newhook, who put up 11 points in Love 10 him. games in the AHL. Uh, he absolutely tore it up down in the AHL and then he got sent down early season. Uh, Alex Newhook was supposed to be a common sight on the starting lineup uh, coming into this year with all the depth that was lost. So, uh, you know, when they sent him down for a little bit more, just like get your head right, get your feet right type of type of deal. He goes down, tears it up. Time to bring him He's back ready, up. Ready for the bigs. Um, I'm, I've been very excited about Air, uh, Alex Newhook for um, a few years now. Since and drafted it yeah, much. He came seriously. He got drafted with a ton of hype. And, you know, we got, we got those depth players and uh that's that's really what both the Avs and the nuggets are gonna have to rely on to get to keep themselves in a position where when they are healthy they can make that push for the top part of the standings well the nuggets are down what was expected to be their second and third option going yep. forward jamal murray and michael porter jr both out for what could be a while earliest for jamal murray is december like Christmas Day is the absolute, absolute earliest, earliest. Uh, for Jamal. Uh, MPJ, no real timetable. The reason he fell to the Nuggets in the draft is because of his back injuries. His back injuries and we are uh, monitoring his injuries with no timetable. Could be a week, could be three weeks, could be three months. Had a flare up and it doesn't even, even seem like they know exactly what it is, what caused it. So the question I have on that, is this something that's been kind of bothering him all season and it's just gotten bad enough that he's mentioning it now? Uh, would that explain maybe his shooting troubles all year? I honestly don't know. I also don't know why he wouldn't mention it, knowing that he already he signed he's, his big contract. He's got a pre-existing condition. Knowing that it has been an issue and knowing that if he doesn't get himself right, this team's hopes kind of go down. I would hope that it is just a flare-up and not a, I've been bothered all season but failed to mention it. Yeah, I I would hope that it's a, like you said, it's a flare-up and it just came up and he was like, yo, my back's bad. Um, but I don't know. It just, his play has been so uncharacteristic all season. Um I mean, I'm not trying to bash him. And every single game, when I see him in the lineup, I think to myself, this the night he pops off. Um, I'm not worried about him. Nope. Um, but, you know, it's not like him being out. The Nuggets are losing a ton of points this season. They're losing a lot of potential points for whenever he decides <laughs> to step up. The, the issue with Michael Porter Jr. is that potential is so high. It's so high. And every setback in development just hurts pushes us back a little bit pushes him back and we just are ready as a fan base to see the dude take that leap forward and become the true three that we need on this team honestly but that's worst case scenario because with his potential i <laughs> not much can stop him if he reaches what everyone thinks he could be and that makes this Nuggets team even more scary. But in the meantime, down two of your three best players. But unlike the Avs, you still got your guy. You got your best player by far, Nikola Jokic, still out there 
able to carry the team forward. The only time he wasn't out there was against the Pacers, in which he uh, all three max players out, all three of them, and Pacers get held to under a hundred. Win by three. Win by three. Will Barton puts up thirty. And a little bit of con- contribution from a lot of different places. Yeah, I mean it was, it was a huge step up game, and that was. It would have been really easy for them to go in there and like, oh, Nicole is suspended for a game. We're on the road. Let's just chalk it up as a loss and go home. They they did not. Yeah, and that just shows the you know the grit this team. I mean, um, they're, they're second in they're second in their conf in, in the conference, um, so a uh, division behind Utah, mm-hmm. and it's it's crazy to think where this team can be fully healthy, fully performing. Uh, only issue I have is you get once you get everybody back, it's the what do you do? What does what does Malone actually do with Will Barton and we know when push comes to shove, it's Malone's choice. And I understand that you do your best to not piss your players off and coach to your players. And everybody knows that putting Will Barton on the bench to start the game is going to piss him off. But at what point does Malone go, this bench just needs you, isn't doing it this year? And if we want to legitimately make a deep run again this year, um, the abysmal points from the bench need needs to change. Well, and that's not really it, that looks like a future issue for Mike Malone to deal with. But right now, with the injuries, he needs to find different little ways to make it happen. Find ways to get the best out of Monte. Find ways to get Bones Highland experience and ready mm-hmm. to go. He's playing well. He's playing more minutes. When Bones and Najee Harris were playing together, stuff was happening. I mean, it was just fast run and gun so, so now we mindset. have opportunities and then that's the thing that you know the when Jokic is on the floor the nuggets play such a slow game yeah he's a slow dude he's a slow dude he runs the offense it's successful it's based on possession it's based about finding Cutting the open and shot moving. and moving and passing yeah. um and you know when the bench comes out it's a completely different thing and one thing that i really love about when bones plays is that tempo just it's skyrocket it's through the roof and um you know that's a tempo that people like faku play really well in and the thing is about faku he just gives you effort all game and his problem is he cannot be on a squad that can't score because that's not what he's there to do so when he's playing off the bench and the bench can't score it makes faku not play as well as it can. It, 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 it does. It doesn't his level because it, it, it doesn't exactly. It makes him less, far less useful. But you know, if you play that high tempo game up and down the court, he loves that. He plays well. If you can get your young guys like Bones and Harris involved in this game and get them minutes and experience um, and yeah, confidence all of that. If you can get roll. that, like. They're not playing bad. You can see what's there with these bench guys, the young guys, that is. But, like, the greens on the floor just not doing much. We don't know 
we have an idea of how good this team can be, but with the way they're still able to compete and win games right now, when fully healthy, that that legitimate NBA championship contender. That bench is going to be scary. I don't know what your, with everyone healthy, preferred starting lineup would be, but either way, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are starting. Yeah. So that's just it's really two it's, current it's, starters it's, it's, to the it's, bench. It's really you, you got to pick. Um, you got to think who's out there with. Um, well, the two options would be. Well, uh, no, obviously Aaron Gordon stays in. Yep, Aaron you Gordon. Need, you need that defense with those three. Mm-hmm. You got the big three max contracts, and the question is, who do you keep on the floor? Will Barton or Monte Morris? I personally like Monte. I personally like Monte playing with the starters. I don't think he's necessarily... I don't think he brings more to the table than Will in any way. But I think he fits the mold of what the offense is when those three are on the floor better than Will. Because Will needs to be that first or second scoring option on a team or on the floor. And he's just at best fourth. And with when those Monte, guys are out Monte's there. a true, true point guard. Yes. Nikola Jokic is the closest thing to a true point guard that starting five hats. And he's seven foot tall. So if you have Monte, you take a little bit of pressure off of Jamal Murray. He doesn't have to handle the ball every time. Same with Nikola Jokic. It'll allow for, I think, a little more free-flowing and creativity on offense if Will Barton is willing to come off the bench and Monte stays with the starting five once everybody gets healthy and if that's the case this team's gonna be scary no absolutely this team there's a reason they got to the western conference finals there's a reason people are taking them as a legitimate championship contender this year and that's because they've got talent just oozing oozing out of them so Really just, it's that... Tread water. Exactly, exactly. Don't drown. Nobody's asking you to win the race. Everyone's just saying keep up with the pack. Make sure, you know, the way the way, the, Utah, the way Utah played in the regular season last year. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're probably going to get some wins. They're going to climb. They're going to well, probably well, put some distance on you, but you got to make sure. The, yeah, we're not going to see the best version of this team until late. So Until probably long, January. As long as you don't dig yourself too big of a hole, once we're able to get up to full speed, Nuggets can make some noise. But right now, it's continue to play well, make, make improvements individually, and then make it hard on Mike Malone when we do get healthy on who to play and who not to play. Yeah. I think that's really what I'm looking for is... Make Michael Michael Malone make tough decisions when the time comes. Yeah, I mean it's it's not going to be easy telling a player of either like a- any player to that they're no longer with the starting squad. Or if Bones plays well enough and deserves a spot in the rotation, make that a hard choice. Not like ah, you're young. We got other people. Be happy with your five six minutes. No, make him make choices yeah absolutely absolutely um as far as the avs go they really haven't had anything going for them this season's been 
I, boring's not the right word. Just kind of flat, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's it's difficult to analyze this team accurately because they've not had their whole team at all. I mean, to start the season, Nathan McKinnon was out with COVID. I mean, it it just that foreshadowed everything that was going to follow. I mean, it's two in, three out. One in, two out. We're not, three we're in, not, one out. We're it's, not flying around like we expected. We're not dominating teams. The lines are different every single night. Mm-hmm. You've got you've got people playing up. You've got people playing down. You got you AHL got transactions you every week in games. You've because got coaches like this isn't working. Let's just try to get something going elsewhere you've got new faces in the locker room every other day of the week you're missing faces in the locker room every other day of the week it's just it's impossible for this team to get any chemistry because even the people that have been playing technically together haven't been playing together yep They've been on the second or third line instead of the first or on the second line instead of the fourth or whatever it is. Not a single person on this team, short of Gabe and Miko, who honestly have been rather underperforming, like short of them, everybody else is playing a role that shouldn't be theirs. It's a completely different spot for so many of the guys i mean it's not like they're not talented enough to do their job but when it's such a hockey's such a team game and and it's about knowing where your guys are it's about having that little feel when to be where what to do i think burakovsky missed burakovsky missed a huge chunk in the middle of the season putting a third liner on a second line yeah even if it's a right wing to right wing you're playing with different teammates that play a different style style. and then there's this whole thing where you're also playing the other team's second line not their third line there's a talent matchup that happens in the nhl and that's the beauty of hockey and lines is you gotta mold and morph your lines to match your opponents a lot of times and figure out when they're out there but if you've got a guy that's usually playing lines three and four and he gets all of a sudden called up to line two he's playing with a whole different class of nhl player and that's why we're and it's not necessarily start doesn't necessarily mean he can't handle it but that is something that takes adjustment so they could look really good on a third line look like absolute crap on a second line because it's 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 a different game it's a different game on line to line different opponents different teammates it's really what it comes down to and then that's a lot of what the slow start can be chalked up to is how can a team as a whole be consistent if each line or each player isn't consistently doing the same thing and it's not even a player's fault they aren't consistently on the same lines like you said not in the same situations that power play units are getting shuffled all the time the power the power play is abysmal this year it's pathetic it's like 10 percent. which is sad no matter what but then you'd like well if we had all our guys maybe it'd be a little better who knows but it's, it's the scrambling and they don't have their best player like the Nuggets do to pull them forward. So this is the moments you'd like to see Gabe step up for sure as your captain and Miko as 
your next pass forward and and, and step up another thing you got to look at so nathan mckinnon center number one goes down mm-hmm. what do you do now what did the abs do i don't know if you know or not what do you do Nor- Gener- normally you just line two goes up line three goes up line four goes up and then you call someone else or but activate then somebody. but then you have but then you have the situation of Ooh, I really don't want to break up that second line because then, that second line is built to only work together. And if you take, which for the abs, you take Kadri and put them up with a top group. It's just that second line base. of Val, Burkowski, and um, it messes with them. So what the abs have elected to do, at least to start, the third line. is all of a sudden your third line center, JT Comfer, is now playing first line center who isn't even he he plays on the wing a lot too i mean uh, jt yeah he plays yeah he's a he's a two-way player for sure but it's you're asking your third line center to go out there against oftentimes a team's best face-off player or to skate against a team's um best center you know and play against their top line jt can handle it he's a really good player he works really hard but when you're missing nathan mckinnon no matter what version of nathan we've had this season is a massive hole now jt comfer is leading the team in goals with five this year and he's he's having a fantastic he's having season. a fantastic year he's playing great he absolutely deserves and, that and we've respect had a, we've i don't had think a lot of individuals have good seasons yeah, so far yeah like bo byram is yeah, bo byram is legit seriously looking like we might have a back-to-back calder situation for defenders in colorado honestly bo might be this <laughs> might soon be one of the top offensive defensemen he might legitimately be the second coming of kale mccarr (laughs) and he's on kale mccarr's team yeah it's crazy so there are massive positives with this team and there's a lot of fun stuff to watch with them but But it will be fun to watch for the first time all year devon taze and kale mccarr back together devon taze came back their chemistry was good mccarr was out really well um they are natural partners. They are natural partners. You can't split that up now. Um, they're your top pairing. They're back on the ice now. That's excellent for this team. You've got EJ as EJ's got to be on your second line, obviously, right? Yeah, it, it depends how you really want to do it. And you, could, you could go EJ normally, and his partner on the top. Normally, EJ plays with Gerard. Yeah, Gerard not playing. And again, not entirely sure how long he's out. Not expecting him to play home against the Canucks. But, you know, during that game, throw Bo in there. G and, that, and Bo, and small offensive forwards that are great at moving the but puck it also with helps good vision. With quick EJ. Feet. EJ is a safety blanket for a young defender. He's, Absolutely. He's a leader. He's he older. Allows, he's a big body. He allows a fast, dynamic partner to get involved in the offensive play and allows him and will cover up some of the smaller mistakes and positioning holes that he leaves because Eric is just a stalwart back there. He's just, he knows where to be, when to be. And he's also these, the last, I mean, when he got hurt last year, he's playing some of the best hockey of his career and he's in his thirties. And this year he's playing phenomenally. He is one of the best defenders. I mean, he's the best through and through defender on this team. Yep. 
and put him put him with the kid that has been slinging it and moving the puck and getting involved let him let him go to town so you know that's just but then you leave McDermott on the third line with whoever whoever but that third pairing that's really weak you bet you bet Devontae's Kale McCarr and EJ and Bo and Byram are going to be pushing 25 minutes apiece tonight. The, the injuries have made you ask a lot more of everybody. And we'd like to see everybody step up. Coaching staff would like to see it. And same with the Nuggets. Opportunities. Take advantage of them. Give yourself a spot in the NHL. Lock it down. And both teams are far from their best at this point in the season. But I'm really excited to see that best show up once health happens, I think. Both teams are there. I mean, Vegas doesn't seem to be worried <laughs> about our uh, chances of winning the cup. Uh, it's just, it's a long season. Uh, let me look at the record. I think right around 10, 11 games somewhere in there, which is like essentially if the Avs were a football team, they'd be one and one, but they lost. But they the game they won, they won in overtime against the team they should have easily beaten. Um, that's kind of how I feel like the Avs season is going right now. Um, seeing 11 games, it's, it's, too, hard, it's, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to, to remember. That's why I like to look at it. If this was football, it's one and one. Would you overreact if your football team was one and one, even if they should be two and oh? No. It's early. You've got a whole season in front of you. Take take your lessons, grow from them, Improve. get healthy, and then get back to your game and make a push when it matters. But I mean early season both basketball the same thing for basketball too dude it's i mean these 82 game seasons it's the same thing nuggets seven and four right now as i speak but again that's like being two and oh but winning one of those there's games a lot of, there's a over lot of time, time that you shouldn't have won there's a lot of time for a lot of things to happen and if if one of those things means you have to like perform an exorcism at ball arena to figure out why everyone's getting hurt i recommend that let's do it please stop getting hurt let's do it let's burn let's burn a bunch of mementos in a trash can in the fitness on the middle room. of the ice yeah there you go have a bonfire on the ice that might be good or on the nuggets floor oh, then which would burn the floor it would be both because the floor goes the floor. on top of the ice but you have to break the break the demons for both or you just go straight into the locker room and burn the whole locker room down I propose we just go back to Pepsi Center. I think that would stop the injuries. Um, don't think so, bud. Here's to hoping. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening in. Hopefully, we can get our healthy teams uh, back in working order. And yeah, stay tuned for more. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mile High Hot Takes. For more content, check us out on Twitter at 5280hottakes. Got feedback for us? Send an email to 5280hottakes at gmail.com. 
Mile High Hot Takes is produced by Enchilager Productions. Oh, thank you.